Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. This is Orlando Magic Daily editor Philip Rossman Reich. I was on the Tuck and O'Neill show on Sports Talk Florida, 1080 a.m. in Orlando uh, on Monday, I believe it was, to talk a little bit about the Orlando Magic ahead of their game against the Atlanta Hawks and, and heading into the All-Star break and, of course, the trade deadline next week. I wanted to share that audio with with you all, so be sure to listen to it coming up here and be sure to, to tune in to Tuck and O'Neill at, at 1080 a.m. or in Orlando, 1080 a.m. on your radio in Orlando and sportstalkflorida.com. They're on every weekday from 3 to 7. From here, I'll let them take it. Your man with a timeout to spend if they need it. Inbounds to Vucevic. Turnaround, fall away, shot. He thrilled it! The Magic win! Put confidence taking it, you know, I knew he wasn't just going to let me catch it and get a shot that I want. You know, I had to come up with a you know, best shot I can. And, uh, that was something I was confident in taking. And um, it looked good when I left when I left my hand, you know, I felt like I uh, was going straight at the hoop. So I was just, you know, going, hoping there was a hand in front of the back rim. But it felt good and I was kind of going to go in and I'm glad he did. It's a very good win for us. Uh, hopefully you can, you know, can uh, rebuild uh, confidence for us. We needed that one. It just feels good right now. You know, I uh, can't lie. Uh, but, you know, we have some more games for the break. We got to take care of it. Evan Fournier, before that, the hero, Vic uh, uh, Nikola Vucevic on the backside of that uh, game-winning shot yesterday. At home, Orlando beat Atlanta 96-94. to We'll talk about that, the magic in Atlanta tonight. It's one of the ten games in the NBA. It'll tip at eight because nationally it's televised on NBA TV from Phillips Arena tonight. The Magic, before they head to the All-Star break, will host San Antonio on Wednesday. And obviously it has been an interesting struggle since January 1st. Uh, the Magic have lost 15 of 18 and sit at 22 and 28. Let's talk more about it. We welcome our colleague, Philip Rossman Reich. Uh, covers the magic for Orlando Magic Daily. Also uh, writes for the website, founder of OrlandoSportsDaily.com. Philip, good to have you with us. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I guess if you spin, honestly, yesterday's game, I mean, you play to win, and that's the positive, but uh, down the stretch, it didn't look as though it was going to end that way. The Magic were their own worst enemy at times in the last few minutes, right? Oh, they absolutely were. I mean, after playing brilliantly for, for three quarters, and then they did play really, really well, uh, almost at the level that they played at in November and December when things were going well for three quarters. It just, the bottom completely fell out again in the fourth. And uh, especially late in the game, there were some very, you know, kind of, I don't want to say boneheaded errors, but there were some, there were some self-inflicted wounds, uh, a lot of turnovers, some misrotations, misrebounds that nearly cost the team the game. But if you want to look for any type of positive, at least this time, they scratched it out. They found a way to score more than their opponent, and that's all you have to do at the end of the day. It'll, they all count the same no matter how you get them. What is your take on why the Magic have struggled at times with end-of-game execution on both ends? 
I think I think a lot of it is they they almost expect it to happen now. I mean, I, I can't really think of any other explanation. You can kind of sense when they get into these late game situations that they get tight. I mean, I look at that Oklahoma City performance. Uh, they were not running their offense anymore. They're trying to force the ball to someone, anyone to just to just get them to the finish line. And and they're so young. And I know they don't want to use youth as an excuse, but they're they they seem so young still that they don't quite know how to handle those situations. And, and frankly, they haven't been successful in those situations very often. And so when you when you come to look at it, it's still a team figuring out how to be successful in these in these late game situations and win basketball games. And that's not an easy thing to do. And they don't really have anyone on the roster on the court to turn to and and show them the way or. Grab, you know, kind of grab them and make those necessary plays or get them in the right spots to do it. I mean, they, Scott Skiles can only do so much. You, you go back to the Memphis game even, uh, when they inbound and they turned the ball on an inbounds and they had a timeout, Skiles said after the game, we told them they had a timeout, we told them they had a foul to give. You know, I don't know why, you know, why, you know, they're not putting two and two together almost. So, if you, again, if you want to take a look at positives, at least Alfred Payton called a timeout before before the uh, game winning play. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's that's some that's some form that they've learned something. December was great. January was miserable for the Magic. Can they rebound from that January? Here, eight days into February, and and still be a playoff team. I'll just put it flatly that way. Can the Magic be a playoff team this year? Can they? I think they can. They're only four games out of the final playoff spot, so they're by no means out of the conversation. I think they can, like like most typically 500 teams, you'll see them go through stretches where they win more games than they lose, and then they'll go through stretches where they lose more games than they win. Uh, certainly, I felt coming out of December that a losing stretch was on its way. Like I didn't expect the Magic to continue playing at that high of a level and, and to, to win at the rate that they were winning for most of the season, especially when you begin looking at the schedule coming up in February that the Magic are experiencing now, and when you look ahead to what they've got on the slate for for March. Do I think that the Magic are a playoff team right now? No. I, I think you know they've maybe dug themselves a little bit too deep. Uh, I, I, their schedule is obviously very, very difficult uh, coming down the stretch, and uh, there, there are a lot of issues that they need to resolve, a lot of holes that teams have been able to exploit, and, and a lot of kind of questions that, that need to be answered. And, and frankly, that the franchise needed to, to see being asked of, of these players and, and see what kind of ans- what kind of answers they come up with. Uh, so, you know, do I, do I think the Magic will, will make the run to make the playoffs? No, but do I think they'll stay in the conversation, maybe make a push to get a couple game, couple, to gain a couple more games and, and still be in that conversation? Yeah, I think there's, there's probably another winning stretch coming that, that'll, that'll make fans feel confident again make the team feel confident again and make a run. Philip Rossman Reich is with us, covers the magic for Orlando Magic Daily.com. We're Tucker O'Neill here at Sports Talk ten eighty the team Orlando. Uh, Atlanta, my I think it was my mom who used to say, maybe others coined this forever in a day. I don't know. Mad as a hornet. Uh, that's got to be the Atlanta Hawks because they get an opportunity tonight to reverse what happened yesterday. I'm sure that, uh, you know, their coaching staff uh, feels that they, Mike Budenholzer and his staff, feels that they didn't uh, approach the game at the outset like he would like. So the Magic will have to to take great precaution to try not to get knocked out early in this game tonight. Uh, And then the Magic come home for a game Wednesday against San Antonio. We know how difficult that is against one of the NBA's best. Then the All-Star break. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about this year. This year, obviously, for Magic fans, 
is more exciting, more fun by the level of play uh, competing most nights against whether it's the best in the NBA. Uh, you know, when they weren't whole, when they had some injuries, Alfred Payton missing a couple games, then Victor Oladipo missing a couple games, I say that's problematic for them. If they're not whole, they're not very good. But when we look at these 50 games that they played, who's the MVP of the Orlando Magic, in your opinion? Wow, that is that is a really, really difficult question. Um, you know, so many players have had good runs and, and bad runs of play. If I had to pick an MVP, I'd probably pick Nikola Vucevic, uh, just because he's been the most consistent on on the floor as far as being able to score, uh, you know, producing producing what what we expect him to produce. Maybe he hasn't been the best player defensively. Um, maybe he's not even the most important player on the floor, like you said. I, I think Alfred Payton definitely fits into that category. Um, I think uh, Tobias Harris, you know, he hasn't maybe stepped up his scoring as much as people would like for someone. That, uh, that that took on the big contract, but I think he's done a lot of really good things that, that don't get noticed on the box score. But Nikola Vucevic has probably been the best, most consistent player throughout the entire season, and, and that longevity does does mean something, even if maybe he hasn't taken the complete step forward that, that the team needs at times and has struggled on the defensive end in a lot of times. But uh, Vucevic, uh, as always, just you know you, you can count on him for a certain level of production, uh, you know for you know for better or for worse. What what about in your opinion? And we do this obviously. Uh, you you follow this team closely. You watch all these games. Who's disappointed you? Uh, you know it's 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 a very large mix. I mean, I think I've been a little. I, I, well, I've been. I, you know, I'm someone who's defended Tobias Harris a lot for for some of the things he does. I am disappointed that he hasn't taken his scoring up. Uh, you know, I'm a little. I'm actually really disappointed in Alfred Payton uh, um, for how well he played at the beginning of the season. Uh, he looked like he was taking taking steps forward. Uh, he was still continuing the strong play that we saw his rookie season since just since about mid to late December when he had that ankle injury. He's looked completely different. Um, he's struggling to keep opposing point guards out of the paint. He's really, I mean, defensively especially, he's just really struggling, and that's the center of what the Magic are trying to do. And Scott Cowles is a defensive coach. He wants this team to be a defensive team. To see them struggling this much on the defensive end, you got to point to kind of the head of the snake and um, that's that's Alfred Payton right now and it's converted over to the offensive end he's not getting into the lane as much and distributing the ball he's kind of looking lost even within it even with an improved and more confident jumper um it, you expected Alfred Payton to take another step forward as a sophomore and instead he's you know stagnated a little bit maybe taken taken a step or two back which is which is unfortunate but certainly still some time to recover Philip several trade rumors around this team around the entire league but around this team specifically uh do you think the magic are listening uh for offers on all players and which players do you think are in their best interest to keep and maybe to move on from uh, I, I do think that the Magic are listening to offers. They, I mean, I don't think any anyone on this roster should be completely untouchable for for the right deal. Um, there's there's no star on this team yet. Uh, there's there's not a clear direction forward, but it's also very clear that the pieces don't completely fit together. And so if they if they want to be competitive and make the playoffs next year, which I think it should be the the, the bare minimum goal, I think they should consider themselves a, a 2017 playoff team no matter what. Um, They've they've got to make some changes. Um, the players that I think they they most want to keep um, are probably going to be their young guys, Aaron Gordon, Mario Hazonia. Uh, they don't really know what they have there, but they they certainly like what they have, and I'm sure a lot of teams will be trying to get them to throw throw them in to to 
to sweeten the, sweeten the deal on anything that they want. Um, as far as players that I think you know they should be looking to, to more aggressively shop, Evan Fournier is probably number one on that list with Victor Oladipo coming back from kind of his early season swoon um, and playing much better basketball right now. It, Fournier's future is very much in question. He's going to be restricted free agents this summer. Uh, it looked it looked like uh, at the beginning of the season his market was going to be pretty high with how he played. Um, he's probably looking at making very similar to what Nikola Vucevic makes at about $12 million a year in, in a three- or four-year contract. And the Magic have to ask themselves, are they willing to pay that? Are they willing to make that kind of financial equipment uh, commitment to him? And if they are, then, then you keep them. But if not, you know, there are other teams that are, willing, that are probably going to be willing to do that. You have to cash him in so you don't lose him for nothing uh, at the end of the day this summer. So Fournier is definitely the guy I'd be, I'd be looking to shop around and move. Um, other than that, I, I think I think Tobias Harris is another guy you got to look to to see what you can get for him uh, since he's seemingly underperforming his contract and you could potentially get something really valuable for him in return with that salary. At this point, we've gotten to see about a full season's worth of play out of Aaron Gordon, which would still be obviously uh, not a lot on the resume considering he only played the one year at Arizona with the Wildcats. Where do you think his ceiling lies? You know, it's still, I think it's, Still very up in the air. I mean, he's still got a long way to go offensively. I've kind of, I've, I've kind of likened him to, to Sean Marion in some ways. He's, he's, you know, kind of a more nimble, you know, not as not as tall, you know, Sean Kemp type player. Just, just a super athlete. Um, and it's tough to kind of find a home for him. Uh, you know, the Magic are trying to develop, trying to develop him slowly. He's, he's obviously earned his way into the starting lineup now, and, and I think. Um, he's com- he's comfortably there. He deserves to be there. It's not just a, a development thing. Uh, but with him, it's hard to figure out where his ceiling is. He's still got so much to figure out and learn, particularly on the offensive end. Uh, he does a lot of really inter- really good things offensively. I think he's getting more confident with his with his jumper. Uh, and and as, I, as he does that, that, that will make him more uh, more important and more interesting to use on the offensive end. I mean, still really the sky is the limit with him. He's, he's so strong defensively. The Magic know they can use him kind of as a as a wing anchor defensively. And as we saw yesterday, he can he can protect the rim a little bit with with weak side blocks. Offensively, if he keeps continuing continuing to shoot, I mean he's he's got potential to be really really good player. I mean we'll see how he does maybe attacking off the dribble as he continues to develop. But he can be a really valuable player again, kind of filling gaps and and being a, a slasher type player. Uh, for a team that uses emotion style offense at the moment. Philip Rossman Reich is our guest. Uh, he is at Orlando Magic Daily.com and Orlando Sports Daily.com. Uh, many in our audience go to those different websites. Talk to me about Scott Skiles. What's your impressions of him in his first year here? You know, I think, I think he's done a, a fairly good job, he, uh, at, at least to, to, to the extent that he, that he can. He's um, put, in, put in a system that I think holds players accountable. Um, he's Tried to put in a defensive system. I, I like the offensive system they have when when they run it. Um, it is one that requires them all to work together, and, and that can be a little that can be a little tough to to get in with with a young group of players. And so I think he's done a lot of teaching. I see a team that that has improved a, a lot from last year's team. I don't think I don't think we'll see three more wins this year. I think we'll see you know ten, eleven more, 10, at least ten more wins this year, which is a huge improvement for a group that that has won only sixty eight games in the last three years. Um, he, his drive to, to get wins now has led to some strange rotation decisions. Um, I think he's been searching so much for a group that will just perform for him consistently. And, and that's, you know, some of that is certainly on the players, but the coach has to take some responsibility too. 
Um, he's been trying to search and find the right combination, and maybe it isn't on the roster, or maybe you know he just doesn't have the confidence to to stick with guys for for long. You know, stick with guys that that maybe aren't playing as well for long, and that's always a struggle for for a coach. Um, you know, but I think Skiles has gotten the team to a higher to to a higher level than they were last year, um, with virtually the same roster, which which I think is is saying something. Um, he's put he's put some expectation in in the guys to make them hungry to, to win. Um, whether they can go out and do what he says, that's that's another that's another issue that's another issue entirely. And so you know it's still if I were to grade it, I'd probably say he's he's gotten a B mi- a B or a B minus. Um, he's done a very good job. Maybe he hasn't gotten the team to its to its fullest potential or to um, its fullest capacity on a consistent basis. But some of that has to go on the players too. They have to they have to be committed to what. He's trying to run and, and and listen to him and be able to implement it, and that's something maybe they haven't had to do necessarily for the last three years, and so it's all very new to everyone. We'll leave it at that. Uh, thank you very much for your uh, contributions, obviously, as we look forward to reading more of your work as the managing editor of Orlando Magic Daily, founder of Orlando Sports Daily. Good to catch up with you. We'll look forward to talking to you again soon, okay? I look forward to it, too. Thank you guys very much. Philip Rossman-Reich, Magic on the road tonight in Atlanta, one of the 10 games. They'll tip it 8 tonight. Nation will look in on uh, NBA TV and obviously here and across the state on Fox Sports Florida with David Steele and Jeff Turner. Mike. Guys, why not make it uh, an Aoki Sushi and Steakhouse kind of night? I mean, why not? they got great specials every day of the week, every hour of the day, it seems like. Happy hours 3 to 7 every day of the week, including your weekends. They have a $1 sushi menu, $1 draft beers, incredible drink specials, and 3 to 5 bucks for appetizers. You can enjoy a big, big meal for a little, little price tag. If you love sushi then you have come to the right spot. Aoki Sushi and Steakhouse was voted best sushi, most authentic sushi in all of Central Florida by the readers of Orlando Business Journal and the Orlando Sentinel. So sushi, yep, they got that. All-you-can-eat sushi, yeah, they got that as well. You can get sushi and sashimi and all kinds of treats from appetizers uh, to entrees for just nineteen ninety-five. It's all-you-can-eat Take advantage if you got a big appetite of that. Monday, uh, they have specials on hibachi chicken, spicy barbecue squid as well. If that fits your fancy, that is today. And, of course, if you love the hibachi grill, they got that going on as well. Entertaining chefs with great food selections on Sunday. You can get a chicken, steak, and shrimp special. Of course, all the goodies that come along with it for just 14 bucks. That's about half of what you're paying anywhere else. Aoki Sushi and Steakhouse, they're at 1400 Sand Lake Road. It's right in in front of the Florida Mall. It's right on the street, Sand Lake. You cannot miss it from the road. It's a-akisushi.com online. You can read about all the specials, check out the building, check out everything, uh, the reviews on the place. It's a-akisushi.com. Make it your next meal. Trust me, you won't re- uh, regret it at Aoki Sushi and Steakhouse. All right, Mike has our day's top sports stories on We Roll. Tuck and O'Neill here at Sports Talk 1080, the team Orlando. My thanks, as always, to the guys at Tuck and O'Neill and, and the, one of their producers, Eric Lopez, as well, for having me on. I appreciate the vine, and I'll definitely give you guys the pub here, too. You can always listen to Tuck and O'Neill on Sports Talk Florida, 1080 AM in Orlando, as well as SportsTalkFlorida.com every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. Uh, pr- probably, I would imagine, it's, it's the top drive-time show uh, 
in the city. Um, always good stuff on Tuck and O'Neill. One of the one of the shows I listen to when I'm driving in my car uh, from three to seven p.m. as well. Uh, don't forget, you can check out the latest edition of the Orlando Magic Daily podcast on iTunes as well as on the Hardwood Paroxysm blo- uh, podcast network uh, over on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we have a recent episode with Carson Ingle, who is uh, heading up to Toronto right now. Uh, to cover the NBA All-Star festivities for us this weekend. We talked to him earlier this week about uh, where the Magic are at, uh, what they can do with the trade deadline a little bit, uh, as well as uh, the festivities this weekend. Uh, For that, I will close a special edition of the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich. Thanks for listening. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.